Yo guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of Marijuana Say Weekly. And today we are discussing blackout and load shedding solutions. So load shedding is obviously native to South Africa. It's sort of periodic uh, periods of time, um, periodic blackout. So we have no electricity for like two and a half hours, uh, sometimes three times a day. It depends, sometimes once a day. At generally at most, I think at the worst, worst case, it's like four times a day. So it varies, but we get a, you get a schedule and such like that. But wherever you live, you may be experiencing uh, intermittent issues with your power. There's a lot of other countries that also experience load shedding, especially now due to uh, the energy crisis in Europe, um, as well as within Africa. Uh, there's also a few other countries that have actually longer than three hours. Some actually have up to six hours that we've heard of uh rolling black hours sort of six on six off six on six off so yeah depending on your solution we're going to hopefully debate some uh depending on your circumstances we're going to hopefully debate some solutions today we not gonna lie we had a, a bit of a uh long debate before this we've been humming and hawing <laughs> over what to say uh but yeah i think Dean, you've got some really good insights on um we, we we're gonna get, we're gonna stage this right so like obviously there's there's some really cheap stuff that you can do i mean like off the top of the head what's just what's sort of the cheap starting points of of saving yourself so this is obviously an issue especially for for growers because we well i'd say specifically indoors because outside it doesn't really matter obviously but we uh you know the issue is that we we're trying to maintain specific light cycles you know uninterrupted light and uninterrupted mm -hmm. dark and then when you having the rug yanked with relation to your power it, it does it does obviously start to give loads of complications and make it far more difficult to get good results and also, you know, it also brings out all the worst in the plants. If there's hermy traits in there or a little bit of, you know, some some sort of it's it creates stress. So it's not stress tested your genetics. A lot of the time you're getting you're just getting seeded, seeded stuff. And it's just not the best, you know, Hermes, Hermes everywhere. So cheap solutions. As with anything cheap, uh, you're going to be looking at sort of some manual solutions. So, you know, battery powered lights or having a, a, a sort of a, a fixture, you get these sort of LED fixtures that you can screw in to a power point and it has a little battery built mm -hmm. in and then it will turn it will turn on, but then it doesn't turn off after the load shedding period. So, you know, once again, you are gonna have to go in or your, your blackout period. So once again, you're gonna have to go in there at the start of a session, see if everything is running smoothly and then go in at the end of your light cycle, maybe not the end of the session, but then manually go and uh, and turn that light uh, turn that light off. So the manual solutions is basically gonna be, you know, uh, camping lights, um backup uh sort of little backup those are about uh, 300 bucks those like uh standing camping lights with the battery in the back and you like drop it in i think 300 400 yeah. bucks 300 to 400 bucks mm. per light and you know like it's, it's not <laughs> it's not 100 percent ideal but well you kind of got to imagine that the blackout period is a very 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 dark and cloudy day and at mm. least you still have a tiny bit of sun rays penetrating which is now your main light is off but you still have a tiny bit of part of uh of uh you know light penetrating through the downside is you know it's not just the lights that turn mm. off your uh your fans are turning off your Air oscillating cons. fans are turning off yeah. so now what i've seen with a bit of data over time is you know you're getting massive humidity spikes which then brings powdery mildew and various different issues indoors but at least you 
the, you know the the main thing you've got a bit of light but you have Something nothing else, else with the, with the cheap with the cheap solution yeah the i mean the cheap solution and like also the guys i just want to interject we, we are uh referencing we say like you know we're averaging a sort of two and a half hour blackout you know uh, and we'll mention some things like said you have longer blackouts and you you may have to do this like the manual ones you're going to run into hiccups if you're on those manual ones and it's like those little things are only meant to last like 30 minutes sort of like to get you from your front door to your to this or camping or something like that maybe an hour uh two hours but like every time i've gone camping by the end of the night those things are really really like you know they're they're barely visible anymore it's just like more like a (laughs) an indicator light than like actual light um and like you said yeah the fans and all of that so these are sort of look if you can do it you have to have to absolutely go for your lighting make sure that's sorted um and it's probably like something spend the extra 500 bucks or a thousand bucks to have something which is better than nothing um yes if you're not in a prone a load shedding or or power cut prone area have something as a backup this will be perfect you can go like sit in your tent and just put the light on until there or you know manually do it it's not worth intervening with more costs if it's so uh, infrequent um but yeah okay so like let's say that's the baseline that's that's sort of the recommendations if you if you're really not it's not a frequent occurrence or you're on an extremely tight budget um next would probably be the this is where the debate starts kicking in it's probably the inverter right <laughs> yeah 100 percent. so this is the start of the debate because it's uh <laughs> you do want you are going to need an inverter well an inverter with batteries because the an inverter will will basically charge batteries when you're getting power from the power company but as soon as the power company cuts the power and you go into a blackout the inverter will auto swap over to battery power and now it will instead of drawing from the wall and then putting it into the batteries it now draws from the batteries and puts it into whatever outputs you have plugged Mm. in and they start you know they start from about four and a half to five grand for like a really really small one and then they can work their way up, you know, however many values you're going to go for the size of the inverter and then the amount of batteries that you attach attach onto it. And that's I, definitely- I, I, on those in on those cost wise, uh, I think if you're looking at a cost like because this is a this is an inverter switch as well, you could probably go in between the manual and the inverter switch with like a manual inverter. Um, yes. We used to run one way, way back where you like every time the power would go out, you like connect up the battery and like you move the plugs into this thing and you like turn the inverter on. Um, it doesn't constantly run through the inverter. And it's also, uh, then we had a separate thing uh, which used to charge the battery. So like after the power cuts would go off, I just connect it. You connect like a car battery charger. They also like super cheap. Okay. Um, so you connect that up. So that's maybe a like even cheaper solution to like these days the switches are super uh they're so convenient um i must say i, I wouldn't burden myself with that but like look if it's infrequent and you've got one already for your you know another room or something like that it, it could be an option um, yeah they also have those uh they, i think there's a brand called like EcoFlow, which is one of the super popular ones which are those like carry lithium iron kind of oh, little yeah. kits and they have like a boost mode and stuff like that so they're super cool because you can 
you know, they're, they're, they're kind of designed for short periods of burst power. Mm. Um, but once again, you know, you're sitting on a, on a manual side. And I would say that kind of falls once again into the, into the, maybe just the higher mid range of that, uh, mm. of that kind of pricing on the, on the really lower pricing, but, uh, you know, and you can always cheap out on the batteries, you know, or, or no, yeah. they come with a built-in battery. So yeah. that you just plug, but it's no, but once like with, again, the, with the switch, we could go with like a, you could go with like a, um, 10 uh, lead acid batteries or something or five lead acid batteries yes. but like now you're factoring in like you're, it's going to be a cheaper solution initially but your longevity it's only going to have like 300 400 discharges whereas like your lithiums it's going to be way more expensive but it's going to get maybe like a thousand discharges yeah um, so, so that's also going to massively affect your price what do you rate and the cost your, your for like your percentage on a grow like you know if say a, a five thousand dollar grow um what kind of percent do you think you're gonna have to spend to like get that mostly uh survivable so i would say if you want to run just some base environmentals and some backup lighting you're probably looking at maybe like 25 to 30 percent of the cost but if you want to go and run like most everything you're probably looking at around 60% of the mm. of the of the cost so the cost implications to run everything are quite high uh, and it for for that reason it makes it unachievable for for a lot of pe a lot of people so you know where the where blackouts are common in south africa mm. i would say 90% of us who are running backup are running sort of small systems and just running a little bit of environmentals but yeah. the guys who are doing larger grows uh are definitely looking at how they can run most of their system and probably how to bring their costs down in doing so because a lot of them are sort of you know doing there's more risk for people who are doing it on a on a larger scale mm. um and what's nice uh, with those with those inverter systems, you can always slap a solar panel on, which will further increase your return um, on on installing a, a solar system. You know, it's like or an inverter system. You're now getting, uh, yeah, basically it's gonna it's gonna pay it off quicker because you're getting sun sun juice. <laughs> yeah. So the 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 inverter and batteries is what's required to save the load shedding, and then this is where our debate came in, because uh, if you're gonna go for so inverter battery, you're surviving load shedding, but you're still reliant on S oh, or the power company. So mm -hmm. if now, for example, a substation blows or there's an elongated blackout, now all of a sudden you know you're on a limited amount of time. So then your solution is either more batteries, uh, which is probably always going to be, you, you know, you're always going to probably need more batteries down the line. Mm. But if you go solar, then you can obviously be less reliant and you're creating your own power, which then generates power for you. So you're a little bit more uh, sort of off grid, let's say you could go fully off grid as well. Um, but then also there's the cost saving implication because, you know, you, you're saving money over time. However, the downside is, you need to then run your grow during the daytime period. And a lot of people run their grow during the nighttime period. And I think that's a two-factored thing. A lot of people work in the day, <laughs> so yeah. they can't really work on their grow at night. Uh, they have to work on their grow at night. They can't work on their grow in the day. And then, uh, uh, you know, secondarily, it's sometimes super hot in the day. So they try to sort of yeah. offset that heat uh, with, with uh running it at the nighttime, you know, so you'd have to adjust your whole grow style in, in order to maximize the, 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 the solar styled system, but mm. then you do get that kind of cost saving, 
However, then you are reliant on it, on it being being sunny. So if it's midwinter and raining, and all of a sudden you're hit with three weeks of rolling blackouts, you yeah. know, the system might start to begin tested. Then what solutions are we left with? Well, yeah, I also want to add, like, uh, I keep thinking, we keep mentioning, like, heat, but uh, uh, I've been in grows where it's, like, um, where, heat, you know, running the AC is, you know, essential. But there's there's places where you have to run heaters inside your grow room, um, yes. you know, to heat it, <laughs> to get it up to temperature, because otherwise your plants will freeze. Um, they need that that humidity. I suppose in, in SA, we've always been blessed with, with pretty reasonable temps, and if not, the light will uh suffice as a as a heater um but yeah i think this is the this is the, the i guess the sad part about all of this is we've got the good old petrol jenny um that we can always just whop out if uh i would i would recommend it i would say it's it's essential because like an inverter system unless it's really got six hours of battery life on it or you're just not going to run you know you need to run so like an inverter system you don't want to run it 100 flat you only want to run it down to like 30 percent anyway so now you've got that 70 percent, which either needs to cover all of your growth for like six hours at the worst case um or longer or 18 hours like it's just what are you going to do if it goes up you you've got to have something you've got to have a petrol jenny on on standby even if it's even if it's just a jenny to run your supplementary light and fans. Yeah, it's because like it's it, you, you, a lot of people will build a system for with anticipation of it being only a short period of time. But if it's uh, if it's lead acid batteries, you can only draw them to 50%, you know, so mm -hmm. now it's mm -hmm. even less. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you're limited, you, there, there's lots of calculations that come into this to to see what's going to be most viable for yours. And we didn't really want to go into those kinds of calculations today. We do have a couple of videos we're going to link below where we do some basic calculations calculations but uh you know this is the probably one of the hardest topics with growers who experience this a lot you know how do we survive this in the best way and that's why there's just sort of you know there's there are multiple solutions but it's once again about finding what solution is going to be best for you i would say the ultimate is having a big inverter battery system with lots of batteries having a bunch of solar panels and then having a backup generator in case all of that fails. But yeah. like that's then on a, I would say on a commercial, on a commercial level. But I mean, most home e grows. E even the Govy, I mean, like, I mean, our government often burns diesel to keep the lights on, you know, and it's like, they have backups and backups, but when the back, all the backups fail, it's like, let's, you know, pull out the old fossil the fuels. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it's like, I know we don't want to, uh, encourage it but it you know like restaurants uh if you're running a restaurant if you're running any business and the power goes out like you have to have power it's like you you're generally you can't turn the cooks and the the the, the chip fryers and all of that stuff can't go on if you don't have electricity and if you don't have chips you don't got business um which <laughs> sounds, sounds uh you know straightforward but it's, it's super imp important and like a grow yes. for some people is a business um so yeah no I, I think those are probably the the gist of it uh i i think a lot of people are going to comment under this video and i want to get ahead of it like if you can grow in greenhouse with like uh supplementary lighting to keep the you know to make sure you know to for the light leak and stuff like that um uh, and just to extend or, or shorten extend the days if necessary um that's obviously a win because then you've got the sun, but that doesn't work in every country around the world. And it doesn't work for everyone who's got just like a greenhouse and garden space and this and that. So that's not 
we would love that to be a perfect solution for everyone, but unfortunately, it's not as simple as we go oh, just grow in the greenhouse, you know, <laughs> just like yeah, this is solely sun, an indoor you know? growing scenario. You know, if you mm. can only grow indoors and you, well, that's what you, you're passion. probably not watching this video if you only grow indoors, <laughs> 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 you know, but, uh, yeah. So the, I think those are sort of the, the gist of it. I mean, Dean, any other thoughts on it? Uh, closing points. Yeah, once again, you know, it's uh, it's not really something we really want to be looking at because there's mm. a multiple other things you kind of want to worry about in a grow. But this is, you know, for, for people who experience blackouts a lot and are concerned about, you know, and are trying to cost in what's going to be the best for them to to sort of take their take the, take cultivation into their own hands. Unfortunately, these are things that you kind of, you know, rolling blackouts in South Africa and are not going anywhere. And it seems mm -hmm. to be sort of popping up here and there globally, you know? So when costing, when costing your, your grow or setting up or, or getting started, uh, this is one of just unfortunately That's now crazy. an added cost on top of it all, which is, it's basically impossible to get around it. You know, I've tried multiple solutions over the year and I just keep on coming over the years. And I kind of keep on having to look at more and more upgrades on, backup power i wish i could just be like saving up to upgrade my lights you know yeah, yeah. And like you said 60 percent of your cost of your grow um to keep it growing when the lights are off is is, is huge a lot of people don't factor that in they go like oh this is my budget you know five thousand dollars or 100k for for a operator you know a system and then you're like oh but this is like most of the time that's just the system based on the government supplying you with a with a reasonable amount of electricity all day and all night so yeah guys i i i do also want to hear what your solutions are if you have any nifty gadgets or any like uh, cool products or cool systems or solutions or companies you've worked with that are helping you to uh figure out this problem that we all sort of facing uh with rolling blackouts power cuts uh heaters air cons let us know what your your grow up is like and we really appreciate you guys watching all the way to the end of this video and we look forward to seeing you guys in another episode peace guys peace guys